welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today, we have horror host, werewolf, wrestler, uh, slash. Tell us about yourself, sir. That's right. I am the one and only bipolar wolfman with the perfect hair, reigning from Sleepy Hollow, Indiana. Host, one of the hosts of Slash's Graveyard Tales, only on the Monster Channel. Been doing this for eight years now, and this is my beautiful half-brain monster bride. Foxy Roxy. And together we host, I believe, is one of the best shows on the Monster Channel, but I'm a little biased, but there you go. <laughs> well, hey, by the time this drops... You, you may have some competition on the on the monster channel for the best show there we go because uh it. yeah but my mine won't mine won't be in the same realm as yours but i'm coming i'm gonna be there shortly get ready to send all my stuff off to jack get it all Bring taken it. care of so um all right awesome More so <laughs> with being a horror host and a wrestler which came first Uh, pro wrestling came first. So when I was a little wolf pup, you know, young, young, uh, the peak of Hulkamania, you know, three or four years old in 84, you know, those years growing up that and the ultimate warrior, you know, those, that was it when wrestling fandomony was like, as I say, running wild, Hulkamania really was running wild. And then about seven, eight years old, I caught the tail end of, uh, Sammy Terry, the original Bob Carter, uh, on WTTV4. I used to go to, to my great-grandmother's house and watch that. And then later that transcended into Joe Bob Briggs, Elvira, more mainstream type stuff. But before the pro wrestling, I was in martial arts, physically pro wrestling. I was in martial arts for 19 and a half years. I'm also a first-degree black belt in Taekwondo and a blue in Hapkido. But Got kind of forced out of that, and my love of wrestling. It just so happens there a, a wrestling school happened to open up, you know, nearby. I'm like, I could do that. I came in with a group of twelve people, and I was the only one standing. And then did that off and on for six years, and got forced out. Like, you know, I've spoke to you about back injuries and whatnot, and been on a long hiatus. And then the, the pro wrestling transcended in the horror hosting because. It's essentially the same thing, except there's not, you know, one's physical, one's not. You're, it's about character development, uh, believing in your own self, what you're, you know, what you're, you're selling to the crowd, having them buy what you're trying to sell to them, character develop, all that stuff. It, it's all the same genre. It all crosses. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because um, there, I've talked to a lot of horror hosts, and there is a lot of overflow from horror hosting to wrestling. A lot, yep. and it's a surprising amount. I did not realize it was going to be that big of a. But um, literally, um, our horror host here locally was Doctor Creep. Uh, he's the guy that got me yep. on on horror host when I was a kid. Um, then the group that he, I guess the group that he worked with, I ended up working with on my old show. Um, now. One of the guys on his old show now does the uh, filming for a wrestling organization that's local to here. So, yet again, horror host to wrestling. You're talking about my buddy Bradfield. 
Yeah, Redfield. Yeah. Yeah. You talking yeah. about Matt? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I met I met Teddy Bear. Oh, I, I met him because of Andy, and because uh, Andy was the the guy who hooked me up with my show back in the early two thousands. So, um, yeah, it's nice. it's fun. Um, so you had Sammy Terry that got you hooked on over there. Um, did did you know Slash? Did he did he did he did he jump straight out of the um, fully developed? Or was it a slow process to get to where you're at now? Okay, so the whole idea, this is always, I know I, you know, when cable went away, internet became popular. So I found hosts on there. I always wanted to do it, but it's set, uh, you know, the idea came on a napkin at work one night. I just did the whole thing. I was like, what's cool? Jack Nicholson's cool. Billy Idol hair and the name Slash. I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan, so I, I put it all together. So I came up with the, the thing, Graveyard Tales, and it set for about four or five years. And then I started building this set in the garage, and finally I just started doing it. But it set for so long. Now, if, I, if I'd initially done this when I first wanted to do it, I'd be pushing about 20 years into it. But because I didn't know how to edit, I didn't know how to do anything and I can barely get by now. I, if you watch the show, I can barely get by editing. Now my VHS glitches is what saves me, but that lucky that worked out for me, but it, it set for a long time on a napkin. And then my first show that I did was plan nine from outer space. And, uh, I was still in, 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 in wrestling mode. I was like, tune in Saturday night for Slash's Graveyard Tales. I was talking at the camera, not to the camera. And even though I only had three viewers, it was hard to watch. It's hard to watch now. So finally, I just ended up toning it down. And, you know, just like most wrestlers say, just turn the volume up and, you know, reflect more of yourself into the character. And that's essentially what I am. I am. I'm moody. Zero to 60 in moods and I'm fine again. I have a great sense of humor and it's just, you're essentially getting Kobe in Slash. Yeah, because like um, it's funny because one of my wrestling buddies told me he goes the best character you can ever be is yourself turned up to eleven, and since you're wrestling, man, it's turned up to eleven. So, um, yeah, the the fans will buy the viewers. Fans will buy that realism, and it's like I always tell up and coming horror hosts or even wrestlers, if you don't believe what you're saying. No one else will. No. And um, it's funny because we were talking about Matt. Um, Matt's the one that got me doing my my show because I told him I wanted to be a horror host. He's do it. Do it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Um, but he always told me uh, his best piece of advice was uh, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission when it comes to airing shows. So have you ever done a yeah. show that you couldn't air? <laughs> That they took down. Um, just at my own, like I didn't want it to air, was the Screaming Skull. It aired on, I was on another channel before I came to the Monster Channel, which was a bad idea. And I, I don't want to talk about it, but it's it's no longer around for a reason. But I, I filmed that. That was my second episode. I filmed that. It didn't air. Uh, me and her... 
is going to redo that episode uh, along with a bunch of other ones that you know I've done before I got to the Monster Channel. Uh, but none that's saying like Jack, no, we can't air this. No, no one, you know, obviously what's in public domain, but just if I don't want something to be seen, I don't show it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I've, I've only abandoned one show, filmed the entire thing, got to the end, went, yeah, I don't like this. It's crap. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have nothing. No proof it existed. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're going to start hitting some of the hard hitting questions real quick. All right. Money's no object. What movie are you putting on your show? You want to answer this? You want me to answer? Go ahead. There's two. Okay, one's Psycho. And the other, my be-all, end-all would be The Shining. Oh, definitely. Those are both good. And, and, and uh, what's, really good, what's really cool about all this is no one has picked the same movies. But uh, you're, yeah. And I thought for sure somebody would have picked Psycho and, and uh, The Shining before now, but you're the first person. And uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do The Shining just because I don't know if I'd want to mess with it, like try to find places to put my uh, cuts and stuff. Well, there, I, I, I'm not going to do it here, but very few individuals get. Toby's, and I've done it on a couple shows. Slash Nicholson, I do. I've been told the absolute best Jack Nicholson impression on the entire internet. So there's a lot of Octavian, Octavian Bone Jangler, Stevie Gosling. They get random videos of me doing Jack Nicholson, just like most obscene things that you could think of. So I could easily easily tie the whole jack torrance jack nicholson persona into the show and make it work that's why I pick, that's one reason why i pick i'm such a huge nicholson fan and i love that movie to death cool like so i could make it work but i think i'm the only person that can make it work cool you know you had to show it to me sometime you had to i'm gonna have to go find the video of you as uh doing the jack nicholson impersonation uh i'll send, I'll send you yeah I was, uh, I remember being a kid, or you young, going, I can do a Nicholson impersonation. I can, found out, I can do a Christian Slater impersonation. And I cannot do a Jack Nicholson impersonation. I always know that my Jack Nicholson impression always ends up with something to do with Angelica Houston. So, it, it's it's great. Vincent Grimley, he gets a lot of those, too. It's, it's great stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll do some stuff to you sometime. Nice, nice. All right. So I think this one might have already answered itself. Second question is money's no object. Who are you having on your show? Well, break that down. Exactly what he means. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to have Nicholson on the show as Nicholson is now. But if I, you mean like horror host wise? Oh, no, no. Anybody and I and I, I put this. I gotta put this. I gotta put the the asterisk next to it. I always put money and time is no object. So you can pluck somebody out of time and bring them to your show, or you can just go, "Hey, here's a bunch of money. Come on my show." You can have them on your show. Oh gosh, I love that. There's so there's there's a, there's a ton yeah. because I mean like horror hosts go. 
obviously all my buddies on the monster channel, which I, I've done a lot of crossovers with a lot of the hosts. As far as mainstream goes, I've been in talks with Joe Bob Briggs since 2016 about him coming on the show and he got the shutter deal. So he couldn't come on the show. Um, Probably if I could have Nicholson in his prime, it'd be Nicholson. But if not Nicholson, then Christopher Walken. That's 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 some pretty good get. That's some pretty good answers right there. Um, Nick Nicholson is one of them guys that I I loved, and I I don't mean this in a bad way, and some people take it badly. Is Nicholson plays Nicholson in everything? And yes, yeah, 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 that's and, quite believable. Yeah, and and you know, he played Jack Nicholson Joker in the Joker, uh, you know, as in Batman, and then he just plays, you know, yeah. but I, I love that, it, it's fun. So, I had I had somebody get angry, they're like, he can act. I'm like, I'm not saying he can't act, I'm like, just he's Jack Nicholson doing <laughs> everything. So, yeah, same with Christopher Walken, but. Yeah, I can also do that. I can do about six hundred impressions, and I don't. I don't boast about them. Very few individuals know that I can do them. But when when you get to that level of trust from me, you'll get all of them. You're like how in the world? How the hell does this guy have all this stuff inside his body? I've been told I should do voice work, but it's just something fun I do. Yeah. Well, it, it, being a wrestler, you've got to be able to you know, really kind of like give different voices and stuff like that. So I could definitely see picking up being able to do impersonations and stuff like that. Cause well, it's, it's just, I mean, yeah, you're like you're, the different pitches and tones. Yeah. It's like, you can go and talk like Christopher Walken, like any minute now, you know, and just sit there and just bust out in one thing and go to something else. It's just like, I'm an only child. I, I spent very, very many hours alone. <laughs> I lived my imagination. That's, I mean, just like the show, and this is a product of that imagination. If, if I didn't have my imagination, none of this would exist. Oh, I, I, I fully understand that. I am a total child of the uh, 80s. I was a only kid, uh, parent, you know, child of divorce. So I was home by myself after school till my mom got home or my dad picked me up. So all I did was watch TV, watch movies, and play with my toys. And so that stuff just sat in here. And and, uh, and it's I'm, still the same thing you're doing today. You just got adult responsibilities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, take, I, I pay bills now, and uh, I have kids. Uh, and I have a wife that puts up with me. So, <laughs> and, yeah. God send. <laughs> well, my, mine is is that um, I was sitting there talking. Somebody was asking me about my wife, and and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, my my wife's a witch." And they're like, "That's not nice to say." And I'm like, "No, she is a tarot reading, rune throwing witch." And they're like, "Oh, okay, that works. I guess that's not." I'm like, "Yeah." Thanks, like, yeah. all of us, brother. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, this is why this exists. Is because this is my area. My wife has everything upstairs, and I don't. She didn't have to put up with this crap. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got three rooms down here of like that. 
and I got my barn where the set's at, and it's all transcending into her area now, upstairs. <laughs> so I, we, I'm sure she can relate to your wife. I, I, I can see the eyes are. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. that's, her, that's that's with the, we bought this house. That's the rule. None of this can go above the basement door. That's as far <laughs> as it can go. And uh, I've got stuff that I want to put up. Like I have a full set of stormtrooper armor with a mannequin. I'd love to put up, but I don't have room for it. So, and yeah. uh, then my studio, I'm trying to build a studio, but my studio is literally one camera this way. I take the camera, flip it around and I shoot this way. This is my set. This yep. is my studio. <laughs> yep. Um, so with, when you got into horror hosting, do you remember like your first, because everybody, it's funny because I, I didn't think about this until recently, but did you, do you remember your first negative comment? Like the first person who just like out and out just like, this guy sucks, whatever. There's going to be, Okay. I've never, and it sounds egotistical, but I, I've never had anyone tell me anything negative. I guess because from doing the wrestling and the character, like I said, I, I, I'm too much wrestler now. I toned it down. I watch, you know, I produce things, we produce things, what we want to watch and what we want, you know, think viewers would like, what we think is funny. I've never had anybody come at me negative but molto molto said something that a lot of up-and-coming horror hosts and even established horror hosts that's been around you know three or four years if you seek out someone like myself or molto or jack or anybody bone jangler who has validity on the channel if you ask them your opinion hey what could i do better how could I do better? What can I do better here to get where you're at? What do I need to fix on my show? And I give you a hundred percent honest opinion, not in a malicious way, not to slam you or your show, but to, Hey, this is what I would do. You need to do this maybe a little bit from this, but then they get butt hurt. They block you. They become childish. And then that individual sits for another, the three years and it's still the exact same position they were three years prior to that when they asked you what they could do because they didn't listen to you or whoever it is they're asking that's the kind of stuff i get approached with right two people i'm not going to name their names but two people could have transcended and be on a totally different level right now if they had listened to people who are trying to help them trying to teach them because all of us hosts do something, you know, do something different. Just like you said, you watch Night of Living Dead like 15 different ways. Yep. Right? Yep. So as a host who loves and cares about this genre, we want to see people succeed. We want to help people grow. That You do that by, like you're saying, constructive criticism. Not to slam somebody like, oh, Paul, your show sucks. You need to do this. No, it's your show. You do what you want. But if you're going to ask me, hey, what could I do better? Blah, 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 this and that. Listen, then don't ask me. It's just like me talking to a wall. If you're not going to take advice on it, you're not going to grow. I learn stuff all the time. She learns stuff all the time. 
you know, you didn't ask her anything yet about this, but when she came in, she knew nothing about this. She doesn't know anything about timing, you know, and I've, I've taught her timing. I was like, you gotta, you gotta slow down. You gotta, you know, and I don't script. The only time we script anything is when we do a crossover because you have to have script and structure. Yeah. Otherwise it's the brawl for all, but I bullet point things and things I want to get through. And I just ad lib it to me. I want, I want that live feel of being in a wrestling ring and talking to a live crowd and feel like you're getting that reaction. Oh, and the reaction is in the monster channel chat. And to me, and not, I think a lot of the, the, the best hosts that are out there have a background in theater like Octavian or, you know, in pro wrestling or something where they've interacted with people and had to feed off the live energy. And there's some who's, who, who doesn't, and that's fine. And they've learned their own way and made their own mark in the genre. But you have to care and you have to believe in what you're saying in order for everybody else to believe it. But if someone asks you, hey, what could I do better? Listen to the person you're asking. Take it. If you don't want to, that's fine. But listen. But otherwise, I know from experience, the people that asked me that are still in the same position they were before. And it's no fault but their own. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen more than a few people do that. I mean, I'm in the comic book business, I, and I've talked to people who I've known for years, yeah. and they're like, hey, man, what do you think about my art? I'm like, oh, it's decent, you know? You know, I would maybe punch this up or do something like that. And then it's like, then all of a sudden, you know, they start avoiding you. And it's like, I, I'm, you asked me what? I've been in this business since I was 15. I've been collecting comics my entire life. I know a thing or two about artwork. You know, I know one thing too yeah. that, you know, that people will enjoy and I'm not saying your artwork's bad. I'm just saying you need to like punch it up or do something like that. And people get, mm, they, and, and I kind of get it. I'll oh, go ahead. Sir. No, I'm, I'm also an artist. So I get that. I get that aspect. Of, I forgot what I was going to say. That's why I'm not interrupting you. I, I, I have seizures. So my short term memory kind of sucks oh i don't want to come off that to come off like i'm full of myself because i'm not i've just been lucky and fortunate enough to surround myself with the correct people an awesome amazing host that's on that channel and there's hosts that's not on that channel that are my friends too that's fine it takes all of us every platform to yep. keep this alive but i i've never i've been fortunate enough to put out a product that everyone likes and like you said, you're always learning, you're always growing, and I've, I've not had anything negative come back towards me as far as my show and how I do things. That's cool. See, and and I, I took it a different way. I got I got one, like, negative comment, and it was a guy basically loved the show, didn't like me personally. So <laughs> I took – I, 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 I took the wrestling heel aspect as like, like, yeah, you don't like me? <laughs> I, was like, I, I fed into that. I had to, I, I had to like kind of poke at it for a couple of weeks. Just like, yeah, I was like, people, you know what? I know people hate me, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, you know, you talk about uh, horror hosts and other horror hosts and stuff like it. I found out that uh, by doing this show, man, there's a lot of horror hosts. I mean, for the most part, <clears throat> is like cockroaches, woods, creeks, well, wonder everywhere. But 
Um, but man, yeah. th- there's almost no animosity between anybody. Everybody seems to be pretty cool for the most part. I haven't found anybody who really just does not like a certain person or which won't work with a person, but yeah. you know, and I, I could see, you know, I've seen people with completely different backgrounds working together and you would never know that there is nothing. They have almost nothing in common outside of being a horror host. And I think that's super cool. So it's, it's fun. But, but now I'm finding out that the one thing that evidently is all around is wrestling. Uh, (laughs) And um, evidently, um, okay. You said you're guns and roses fan. So I got, I got to ask you this. And this this nothing. This is something that was brought up a while back. Is Rocket Queen the perfect song? Who told you that? This was uh, is that your opinion? What is that? You're like that. You're saying that's the perfect song? No, no. That it's like it's. I was. It was like scientifically proven to be a perfect song. Because of the the breakdown, yeah. the, the, the beat, the, the hook, everything is almost perfect. And it's it's considered the perfect rock song. Because it's I guess mathematically proven. I don't <laughs> Yeah, you're looking at it totally different than when I will look at it. Uh, I'm a big Guns N' Roses fan. I'm more Alice Cooper. Billy Billy Idol's my guy though. Billy Idol is is my guy and big Elvis fan. But I'll agree with you as a scientific point of view. Even though I'm not smart enough. I know half brain here ain't that smart, but she'll agree with you too. <laughs> no, she'd be the one who figures it out. She'll just like, yeah, this yeah, is why I, I write it all down. Rocket Queen equals perfect song. Boom, right there. Documented. No. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Okay. This is one that that I, I've I've talked to wrestlers and stuff like this, and I've talked to a couple people with bands and whatnot. And this this is what I want to ask: You are introduced to a person for the first time who is, loves horror host. What episode of yours, one episode, are you introducing them to to get them hooked on your show? Hmm. there's been a lot of good ones oh man I think that Jason Rising was pretty good Jason Rising was was pretty good for our our Halloween special last year it was pretty fun to do just because Mm -hmm. I mean Jason's her favorite and it was cool to finally I was in talks for three years to get the, the rights to to host that and he granted me permission to do that so that that was cool I, i'd probably say besides that it'd probably have to be uh the alchemist slash gets the mange in that and loses oh. his hair so that was a pretty fun episode yeah see uh, unfortunately the, the 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 paul is uh always getting the mange he's, he's losing his hair bad <laughs> So it's Toby. Toby's Toby's got worse than you do. <laughs> Actually, I keep I keep telling my wife I'm gonna shave it all off, and she's like, "Are you sure you want to shave it?" 
So um, I decided I, I had a goatee and just the sideburns forever. So the other day I was like, you know what? I'm just growing the beard in, grow the full beard, shave the head. So we're going to see how that looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It works. I'm going to find out, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So I got to ask the, the, the half brain monster how she got into the horror hosting gimmick. Um, to be honest, I had no idea what it even was until I got with Toby and, uh, he introduced me to it and I, I filmed his show for a while and then I told him, I was like, I want to be part of it. I want to, I want to be in it. She got the bug. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I can't do that. My wife, she'll do this type of show where we interview and do stuff, you know, little shows. She doesn't want nothing to do with the, the cartoon show, the other show. My son, Vince, wants to be in everything. Uh, but my other kids, <laughs> nope. I can't get my, my son, Joe, is, he knows his, he knows his shit. He know this kid knows, like, he would know horror movies. He could bring everything up. So he'd be great to have on a show like this. He's like, nope, I don't awesome. want to be on the internet. Don't want to be on a show. So. Yeah. But see, when we, we first started talking about this, this only worked if she came with half a brain because this is all foreign to her. So, you know, when we were starting to do the skits, if she messed up, it goes along with, you know, right. the character. Yeah. Yeah. So it it, it worked out perfect. But it, Slash thinks he's cooler than cool, but in every episode, Foxy ends up getting the best Slash. So <laughs> she's um, actually smarter than what I give her credit for. Okay. For, for, for the people watching. So... Was the half brain monster built with only half a brain, or was it half a brain was damaged, or how how did we get half a brain? She was built with half a brain. Built with half a brain. Her slash ordered her, and she yeah, came with. Tell them the story how you got born. Uh, well, you had a. As you know, in the back of a comic book, there's yeah, ads, but, yeah. right. Flash was taking a crap one day. His legs were going numb. Like, oh, look at this. Here's a do it mail order do it yourself monster bride. Sent off four. Dr. Frankenstein brought her to me, and I got the perfect chick, except she only came with half brain. There you go. Got it. So you have to order special, is what you can't, you can't get the off the floor model. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, so so. With horror hosting, you've been at this, you said, you know, technically started 20 years ago with, with trying to put something together. Um, what do you got to say for people really wanting to start? People who, who like, decided today they want to be a horror host. Okay. So if I was just coming in, if someone's like, hey, Slash, you know, what, what's when I give there is hosts on the channel now that's done this, they've asked me, hey, what, what do I need to do? What should I do? And they have shows now. Yeah. Um, um, most of all, believe in yourself. Like I said, if you're not buying what you're trying to sell to the people, no one's going to believe it. Uh, have something that's 
don't don't peg hole yourself like our show is it's a kid's show but adults can get the humor we push the envelope the adults will get that but there's we go to conventions and there's kids come up to us and howl and you know there there's they'll come up with us, our shirts and stuff on little howl razors and and that's awesome. You know, that we, you made a difference with kids. You know, I never, ever dreamed that, like I said, I started out with three viewers. One of those was myself. Eight years later, we're seen in over 119 countries worldwide. I have a brother in Australia who I became good friends with, Rawl, Mad yep. Blood, because of this. I've had people message us about, you know, they've been sick. Our show is what gets them through. You know, there's people in countries that don't have any other channel but the Monster Channel or ask for an autographed picture. And, you know, like Malto said, we put out way more money than we'll ever make back. But it's the satisfaction to know that we made someone happy, some little kid. And hopefully, you know, that'll spark something in some of them and grow up and want to be a horror host. But like I said, mainly believe in yourself. Network. Get in touch with the correct people who's going to excel you and not hold you down. Because believe it or not, it's it's just like anything, politics, pro wrestling, behind the curtain. There is some individuals who are toxic and don't want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to succeed. Everybody. Because we want the genre to stay alive. That's the thing. Believe in yourself. And just like Brassfield said, do it. Yeah. But then the thing is a lot of people it's such a people lose the steam and this is where the monetary thing is and the people actually have the passion we do one show a month with live everything else that comes into play there's no time to do a weekly show so we do one show a month we'll film at the very beginning of the month that gives me three weeks to edit in between my days off and whatever else is going on in life. And that's about five hours of pop editing. So by the time I get the show done and sent to Jack by the deadline at the end of the month, you're pushing probably 27 hours of editing alone. So you get people who have that steam engine at the very beginning, like, oh, man, I'm going to be so successful. And there's different forms of success. But I'm going to be so successful and I'm going to do this. And then they fall off. Oh yeah, I've seen so many up and coming horror hosts, which, which now I mean I can I can look at someone and tell like yeah this this person's going to transcend he's going to go far she's going to go far, but then you have the individual who's got the heart and they just push through like I have and many others have you know for eight years now, and it's just putting that time in and like I said thankful for her you know she doesn't mind the editing and me being down here and doing whatever I got to do to get the show out, but. You got to be able to put the work in from promoting, networking, knowing how to promote yourself, the channel. Most of all, give back to the channel. The channel gives you Jack. Jack gives us a platform to oh, showcase yeah. our shows. We are in charge of promoting ourselves. Yep. So you associate yourself with other horror hosts, obviously, and things that cross the genre. Horror host groups, conventions, comic books, movies, anything like that. All cross the same. You know, horror hosting fans, wrestling fans, music fans are all the same. Oh, yeah. Know your audience. Find your niche. That's the thing. Find your niche. Find what works for you. If she come on here and played a blonde, being half-brained, it ain't going to work. This is She's not dumb by any means, but this is who she 
is and it works. This is who I am because it works. Yeah. Molto, extension of his personality, the greats, Bone Jangler, Octavian, Halloween Jack, and the countless many more. It works because they believe in themselves. But you got to put the work in. No one's going to do it for you. You could have 500 shows locked in a closet. No one could ever, ever see them unless mm-hmm. you put yourself out there. And that's the thing. Put yourself out there. When I started, no one knew who I was. I was, I was, I was considered a cosplayer, which I'm not a cosplayer. And I hate I, when I first started out. We do haunt, you know haunted house appearances. Horror hosting's been dead cable wise for 25 years. Yep. So unless you follow it, the follow the genre, you know what a horror host is. Thanks for people like Elvira, Joe Bob Briggs, Spain mm-hmm. Gooley, You know, even tells from the crypt. You know, people like you know things like that. Now people younger generation go back and enjoy all that stuff and then there's millions and millions of like i said we're like cockroaches we're all over the place you just have to follow the genre put yourself out there and network well you, you talk about um getting people to know it um at the shop every once in a while i got my big tv behind me while i'm at the cash register and um sometimes when my son he gets over there and he just wants to play so he just watches whatever but some days I put a horror host on and I put a show on and I'll just let it run on, on uh, YouTube or something like that. And you have these kids yeah. that have no idea what a horror host is. And like, I joke around yeah. and I was like, I feel like the old man. I'm like, well, gather around a tree children. I'm going to teach you the story of the horror host. And, yep. and these kids are like, man, this is really cool. Um, my, one of my, one of my good buddies, he's, he's, He's quite a bit younger. Well, not a lot younger. He's in his mid thirties, and um, he uh, he'd never really horror hosts were gone locally when he was growing up. So one day yeah. I'm sitting in there, and I had a Malto DVD in, and I had the the Gargoyles episode in, and I know he loves the yeah. movie Gargoyles. I love the movie Gargoyles, and he stops and he's watching this, and he's like, "Oh my god, I love this movie!" And he's like, "What?" Was this? I was like, this is Malto, man. Check it out. I loan him the DVD. He's like, I was like, go find him. He's on. He's on the Monster Channel. He's on YouTube. Go find him. And then I got him watching it. Uh, then I had some of these kids that are in their you know early twenties, late teens that come in to play magic and stuff, and they'll be watching. They're like, what is this? I'm like, so back. And they're like, do they make fun of it? I like some do make fun of the movies. Some take it seriously. You got it. Got- you got to find the right one that you enjoy. And uh, I, I, for the most part, I enjoy most all of them. I mean, there's a few that I'm just like, that I found. I'm not going to name any names and stuff that I just kind of found dull. That, that, that you watch it and you're like, oh, well, eventually he'll find his character and stuff. And it never did. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I, every once yep. in a while, they'll still pop up and I'll still find one of their episodes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll go back to not saying anything bad. That guy's going out there busting his butt, doing his thing. And knowing now it's about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys do. Do you have a crew, I guess, that works on your show? Is it just you two? Yes, you two. See, literally, I think two people I've talked to have a crew. And, you know, the fact that everybody just does this for the passion, for the love of it. Um, I give everybody credit because you're going in on your own time 
doing your own thing, you know, at your own speed. And, you know, maybe you're not evolving as fast as everybody else is, but at least you're doing it and you're giving it a shot. Uh, I thought it'd be horrible. I didn't think anybody would watch my show. And oh no! next thing you know, I got people. I'm like, holy crap. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And another thing is, like, like I said, you want to try to do a show once a month. Mm-hmm. One, to stay fresh, to stay relevant. And that one time a month goes by very fast. But if you don't have the opportunity to do a show once a month and, you know, life happens, which has happened to us this past mm-hmm. year, it's been nothing. And, you know, you may take three months off, six months off, but always stay relevant. Yeah. Facebook, remote, I'm constant there, whether I'm, you know, on the show, whatever, right now at this time, point in time, I'm always promoting, I'm always interacting, and it stays fresh in people's minds. So always stay relevant. That's yeah. the big thing because you do a show now and you might do, you know, you may not do a show for six months. No one's going to remember you. That's the thing. Going to remember you. That's um, while I was talking to Jack, we did. I did an interview, which hopefully will drop Monday. It's long, so it's probably going to be two parts. It's three, almost three hours long. Uh, So we're working on one, and he. We were talking about my show, and he's like, "Well, how many episodes you got?" Because he was talking about picking it up. I was like, "I got sixty-seven. Well, at the time, I had sixty-six done." And he goes, well, that's what I was like. Then I got 25 of the other. And then I have, because I don't, I don't rest. I, I've, I've told this before. I, I'm one of the guys, got to keep this. Got to yep. keep um, All right. So with wrestling coming up, I got to talk about this. This is the big one. Um. I already did the interview with Hack. Now I get to do the interview with Slash about the throwdown in uh, Lake City. So make sure you include. Yes, and the and and the half brain monster, and uh, we got the the what the throwdown in uh, was it Lake City, Tennessee, coming up on August twentieth. August twentieth. Yep, August 20th. Hack is going to get the hell knocked out of him. And he, 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 he runs his mouth. He's spraying his mouth for almost three, three long months. And granted, I have been out for many years of the pro wrestling industry, but it's still inside of me. And he ignited that fire. And he is the correct person to do it. He wants to sit over there and say, hey, you know, you, you've been out of the game for so long. That's fine. That's completely fine. The last three months, I've been busting my ass. I've dropped 30 pounds. I've bulked up to my own ring ring shape, and I'm ready to roll, brother. She, he's lit something deep inside of her as well called Foxy Mania. Tell him about <laughs> that, Foxy. Yeah, Foxy Mania is coming for hack. Oh. Gonna slap a taste. Mouth. He wants to get on and run his mouth. He must have some sort of fetish with my balls because every promo he drops involves Slash's balls. I'm going to neuter you, puppy. I'm going to neuter you, Slash. Weird fetishes. I mean, I, I can be a freak. This red rockets in flight every single night. No problem there. The hack could not carry anything. So he can bring him as a little Hollywood ink master with him and those Island of Misfit toys on the 20th and show up like he said he's going to. 
all the more welcome because I got the big cheese himself, Mr. Malto, and this thing in my corner. Not that I need them, but I have them. Old dogs do have tricks. Bitch. So what, what kind of match are we having? Are we having a uh, no disqualification, no holds barred? Uh, uh, you, you should have a dog collar match. I'm just saying. Just That's stereotypical. <laughs> break the stereotype, Paul. The stereotype. Anyways, now, the only thing he could get by with doing is a non-sanctioned match because he's going to be lying, cheating, and doing everything he can with his little posse in order to take me down. I'm just one man. I'm one wolf man. He's getting both of those in one entity. So it, it, it's, an, it's an unsanctioned match because I expect no less from him. That's the only thing he can do. He can't get in the ring and go bell to bell with and pin my shoulders to the mat on his own. He has to have his little help. So it's his life. I'm going to run his ass all over that community center. It's going to be the biggest thing that Rocky Top Tennessee has seen or heard since that fucking John Denver. Sean. Yeah, it's... And it's, it's uh, something that John Denver, if not, edit it out because I don't want to look like a <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> and then, Anyways, uh, it's going to be a brawl. So he can bring whatever he wants, chairs, tables, Whatever, I'm there. I'm there to fight, and I'm there to pin his shoulders to the mat. One, two, three, and I know exactly how this is going to end. I'm going to be the top guy, and I'm going to be the top. <clears throat> Edit this out because I'm about ready to swallow my gum. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I'm going to be the top show, just like I am every single time I'm on. Like I said on the post earlier, prime time, 10 p.m. He follows my show. The clicks start happening because they don't want to see his shit. They shut it off. Uh, so you're coming back to the ring after a hiatus of some, of a sort. Um, where did you wrestle before you had? That's right. Hmm. The, 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 what? The, where, where did you wrestle before you said you took a hiatus? Yeah, Madhouse Wrestling Association under Damien and Assassin Anderson, and then it transcended Infinity Pro Wrestling, and some with Indiana Championship Wrestling. But I ended what the the latter portion of my career at Infinity Pro. All right, and you um, go because yeah, uh, I, I was talking yet again uh, last week, last week early uh, with uh, with Jack and. Um, we're trying to figure out the logistics of getting there ourselves. Um, he's coming from a different yeah. direction. I'm coming from a different I direction. You would. I wish you would. I just talked to Jack before. I wish you both would come. Dude, that would be so epic. And I'm not asking anyone to pick sides because I know Jack is the man behind the scenes, but I guarantee you I'm his brother. And hey, I guarantee you'll say hacks the bitch as well. Just for showmanship. So please. Figure out the logistics and do it. Yeah, my, my problem is it's on a Saturday, and uh, that's my busy day of the week. So unfortunately, but we're, I'm, I'm going to try to figure it out. I'm working this, on it. It's work in progress. Work on it hard. This is a once in a lifetime. I never ever thought that I would get this opportunity. I've been out since 2011, 2012. Had two back surgeries, a hip fusion, and then 
I had this little guy who I had no idea who it was, little scrappy dude named Hack, poke the bear in a group message. And I'm like, I'm just going to let it sit. I'm going to let it sit because I physically can't perform at the level that I used to. Right. So I'm yeah. not going to do it. And then he started running his mouth. And like I said, he lit that fire inside of me and I'm back in pro wrestling mode. But only thing that's better this time than when I wrestled as Tenacious Toby is this is how it's supposed to end. This is how I'm writing my ending to that, pro, you know, that, that chapter of my life. And mainly she gets to see me do it because she hears about me talk about it all the time. She's going to be a part of it with me. My brother Molto is going to be a part of it with me. And I hate to say it, the only person that this works with is Hack. Yeah. So I hate him. Thank you for the opportunity, but you're going to be uh, wishing you never did it. You got, you got to have that opportunity. Uh, he, he's, he's, I know he's been talking some shit. And, uh, Big time. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I told him, and I'll tell you, November 13th, Pickle, Ohio, we're having Pickle Comic Con again. You guys can come up there. I don't know. Maybe start some. Yeah. But because uh, you're over in Indiana, correct? Right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, not, you're not too far away from me. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know. But the, the invitation is out there. And we'll go ahead and put it out there for you. Um, All right. Never say never, right? Never yeah. Say never say never. never. You know. Uh so this is a perfect example that I say never. So. Oh, but here's what in the up. So yeah, did you, um. So you ne you never had a, a farewell match. This is your farewell match. What you're going for, right? Yes, this is my farewell match, and it just so happens. That it's also the year of everything happening in wrestling. My my idol, Stone Cold, made his career come back. You know, the match was what it was, but he did it. And it yeah. worked with one guy, Kevin Owen. And another pivotal person in the pro wrestling aspect, also, you know, the showmanship of a character development, Ric Flair. This month is Ric Flair's last match. So it's like, to me, all... As Jack says, horror host stars have aligned for this to happen. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity. And uh, I'm going to take every ounce of however long our time limit is. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Luckily, I'm going to have it. It's going to be recorded. So I'll be able to relive it for the rest of my life. But I'm truly grateful for the, for the opportunity. But yes, my swan song. Yeah. Um and I, um, I, I know there's there's a few years difference between you and I. Um, you, just by telling in eighty, you know, when Hulkamania hit when you were a kid, I was ten, so I, I turned forty eight. Yeah, I'm forty, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I'm forty. Think you're forty eight, so. Yeah, my uh, the other day my shoulder went out and it still ain't right, and um, my my wife and my kids are like. <laughs> You need to slow down. They're like, well, I don't know what happened. They're like, my wife's telling me my, my muscle got pulled real bad. My buddy's telling me that I dislocated it. My mother-in-law's telling me I got bone spurs. 
and my kids are telling me, stop going to the gym. Slow down. Yeah. Nope. If, if you stop, you'll, you will stop. Yeah. You've got to say some, you know, if mental stimulation, it's like I'm bipolar, right? So I'm, I'm just constantly go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And she, it wears her out and it stresses <laughs> her out because I, I don't, I have to take medicine to sleep. I don't shut down. I have, just like Malto said, I don't know if it was your interview or if it was Rawls. It's like, I don't know how Toby even does everything because I take care of my mom. My mom's moved in with us. We got our jobs. We work. Mm-hmm. I promote the show, edit the show, do everything. I mean, I'm just constant in that mode all the time. I've done it for so long. I don't know what else to do. I can't. I physically can't. And I have OCD, so that don't help the thing. You yeah, know, OCD does not help at all. I mean, you, you can't stop. Nope. You know, I did slow down from the gym because of my hip was healing and stuff. And I wasn't, I was always a body guy. I was always, you got to look the part. You got to be the part. And then my body couldn't carry as much mass as it used to. I'm like, well, now I'm injured. I don't need to carry that much mass. I don't need to look the part. You know, in my mind, I'm still that person. Mm-hmm. But then once Hack mentioned this, I got back in to the gym. Like I said, I've, I've dropped all that weight. I bulked up to around where I was, just not as massive. But you're not going to see it. But with this jacket and everything on, it makes me look even bigger. And that's what it's about. The character being over the top, larger than life. Yeah. And that's what I'm bringing. So, yeah, don't, do not stop. Don't ever stop. No. I, 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 um, and I think this is one of the cases. Hey, there's a visitor. That's, that's CJ. She's like saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> mine is, uh, mine is right there chilling out. My wife's is upstairs because I had if 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 I didn't run that dog upstairs, I would be running around, have to let her out every five minutes. Um, yeah, my dog's all chill. It's a corgi, and that's just where she's chilling out. <laughs> but um, no, I seen your cat up there. I saw your apples with the Roxy Tyler episode. Yep, that that's my cat. That's uh, that is Maze. Uh, my wife's cat Lucy is floating around here. And the worst part about it is the dog is Lucy too because she was a she was a I guess rescue she was a retired uh, breeder dog, and uh, we I call her Lulu because I didn't want two animals named Lucy at the same time. So <laughs> yeah, but, tell them what we got. We got our dogs, and then his mom's dog, and then we got three water turtles, a box turtle, a gecko, a lizard. A hedgehog and two chinchillas. Oh, okay. It's a zoo. Are, are chinchillas as high maintenance as I've been told? They're not because I heard that they're really noisy because they're nocturnal. They're noisy at night. Our box turtle is more high maintenance than those yeah. chinchillas are. Wow. See, I, I, I had I had uh, two painted water turtles, and the one we had for. Ever. I think we had her like 10 years before she finally passed away. But the the dogs, I've had dogs forever. And these are just <laughs> I I couldn't handle having too many pets now. There's the other one floating around here making noises. What? Eh. And then I got the vents. The, the <laughs> if you noticed, I kept looking. He was yelling down the heating duct. Yeah, I was trying to Hello. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, every, every, always every, watching. Yeah. 
everybody needs uh, four kids and at least one with autism. So they, <laughs> um, all right. All hell just broke loose because of the thunder. Now all three dogs are barking. Oh, man, we hit that storm the other day, and I'm watching. Take I'll drive back. Okay. I was sitting down here watching TV late at night, and I'm all chilled out. All of a sudden, my dog just jumped straight up and are staring. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized it's a huge storm outside, and it's the dogs are freaking out. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, ours hate the storms. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't really, because they mostly hang out downstairs with me, so they don't really do much. Uh, they go upstairs at night. Uh, like you said, I'm I'm OCD, so I I have order to my chaos. Um, I I do I get up at nine o'clock in the morning. I have my rituals till two o'clock in the morning, and then I go to bed. And it's almost set to what I do. And um, my wife, I, 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 okay. I set seventeen alarms. All right. If I have, I go through a whole ritual to go lay down. If I have to get up and go do something, I have to do the whole process. It's like 20 minutes later. So it takes me two hours to even get to bed. We never watch the full movie. <laughs> now, that, that's one thing I, I do. But I, um, when I do, when I do my show, um, I'll, I'm doing a, sh I, matter of fact, I'm, I'm uh, transferring my other show while I'm doing this show. When I get done with this show, I'm going to get ready, let the dogs out again. I'm going to record another show. Then I will do probably laundry, work on putting my comic books away, read, um, then get my kid to go to bed when I can try to get him to go to sleep. Uh, then I get up in the morning. I get up, get him ready, get, my, well, get myself ready, get him ready, get the dogs ready. Um, then every other day I go to the gym. Um, then I go to the shop, do the shop, do that. This is my one day I have. And it's every day same, pretty much. But it's yeah, go, 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 go. ground day. Yep. <laughs> and uh, my my wife hates it because also uh, Thursday is my uh, day. I usually hang out with my son, uh, my twenty two year old. He's uh, me and him are uh, really tight, and we go to the movies all the time. That's our that's our father son thing is movies. That's awesome. And um, Wednesdays, it's uh, it was. Um, we watched the Marvel or Star Wars show on Disney Plus. Then we watched Forged in Fire. Then I take him to the, the the gas station so he can get snacks and stuff, and then I drop him off at his house. So <laughs> there you go. It's the dad ritual, and uh, it's it's bad. People are like, man, I was like, I never thought I'd be one of them ones, one of them dads. It's like, well, my son's my best friend. I'm like, I'm not because I'm still no, it's dad, awesome, but. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're super tight. He works for me. So he works every Saturday for me. Plus he babysits his brother during the weekdays. So I pay That's his, awesome. I, you know, um, but yet he's the one I cannot get to have on the show. My other son would do it, but yeah. he's like, dad, I don't want to record at like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, well, that's when I record. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel you. It's, it's, uh, it's, it is definitely a doing this is definitely a passion project because there there's just like trying to explain people there's no money in this whatsoever um yeah 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I put this out on my show that I recorded uh, last night. It'll be on Saturday show. Um, but uh, the other day I got a box in the mail and I'm like, what the hell is this? I open it up and it's full of uh, Robotech toys. And it's got this letter oh. from a fan of my show. And I'm like, and he sends me this letter. He's like, man, thank you so much for what you do. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it's things I, it's things like that that makes it worth it. Today, I received a message. I'm not going to name who it's from, but they just won a rondo for a novel they wrote about Lugosi and Dracula. Mm-hmm. And he sent me like six audio messages, said he really appreciates, you know, everything that we've done in the horror hosting genre, keep up the great work. And it's, it's, it's the, you're being acknowledged, you know, you're, you're, you're just coming back to you. All you put out is coming back to you. Oh yeah. And even like we might, you know, talk to John Kassir last week in a days of dead. And uh, he's, he's like, congratulations on all your success. You know, we're nowhere near the level they are. But if you follow Horror Hosting, you know who Slash and Foxy is. I mean, that's the thing. You know who we are. That's it. We're to me the the my ultimate goal is to be in the Horror Host Hall of Fame. To me, that's the pinnacle because I'll be in with my idol, Sammy Terry, Joe Bob Briggs, the Bone Jangler, Halloween Jack, and the countless legends that laid the groundwork for me, her, you, whoever it is that's doing what they what love to do. And it's a piece of paper, but it's th- that piece of paper will be kept in a safe like, like it's gold in Fort Knox to me. And I will get there eventually. I've been told I will get there eventually. And that's what it's about. Putting the time in, getting recognized, and getting respect from your peers. That means the world to me. Granted, I don't care what a lot of people's opinion is, but if I get respect from people who do the same thing I do and look up to you and seek you out and ask you for, hey, why can I do this for that? That means the world to me. It means you're doing something right. Yeah. Recognition. Yeah, and it's definitely. Um, it, it's, I started out doing my, my show basically as a way to bring back Saturday mornings. Yep. Because my kids, I, I can tell you, I was, I watched the last Saturday morning show on Kid CW on uh, Vortex. It was like Yu-Gi-Oh, Sonic X, and Beyblade. I watched it because it was the last Saturday morning show ever. And it felt yeah. like I had to. And now my goal is to keep that going and, and to give back to people who didn't have that Saturday morning. You know, that's that's what I try to tell her, like, growing up in the 80s, you know, you had the, the 70s and 80s and even in the mid-90s. Like, I told her every Saturday night in high school, I was watching Monster Vision with Joe yeah. Bob Briggs. Yep. I wasn't out doing something with, with school. And then every Monday, Wednesday, or every Monday, Thursday, and then eventually Friday, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Saturday Morning Superstars, Shotgun Saturday Night. You know, it was all that stuff. I lived, eat, and breathed professional wrestling and horror. Yeah. And so happens that God's granted me being the position I am with her and everything with the correct people. And I'm living my dream. I don't, I just like I said earlier, there's different forms of success. 
we're successful. I'm personally successful. I get my art out. I get the show out. I've made a name for myself. She's made a name for herself mm-hmm. by putting the work. And you know, like it's like you. You're, you have your own business. You're successful. Yeah. It's like you get, start your hosting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be successful. I have no doubt. You look your show. You look at the numbers you get on this show. Oh, yeah. Self success success means more than any monetary gain. Well, I I went to I and I've told this a couple times. I went to Horror Hound last or last year. The one we supposed to meet up at. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm walking down the hall and I've got my bag and my, my stuff walking down there trying to get to my wife. And this dude like, you know, bumps me on the shoulder, goes, love the show, Paul. And I turn around and I don't know who it was. I'm like, thank you. And I'm like, all right. And I go back, no clue. And it's like just a random person, you know? Yeah. I get people that come, in my shop that have met me and come to the shop now, I've got a good friend because of my show. Uh, my friend Abe, which only thing that sucks is now that we became friends, he's moving to Hawaii, which uh, I think yesterday was his last day local. Um, super cool dude. Um, I've got people who have discovered me and are, are like come at me and, and find me at conventions, at like just the little local conventions. And I'm like, I'm, I'm nobody, but I feel good and that, that, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. This is, this is, this is fun. Don't say that. You may think you're nobody, but you, you're something, to, you're somebody to somebody because you never know when you're impacting anybody, you know, you never uh, know. Well, um, I got, I've got, like I said, I got the letter, I got a physical letter. Hold on a second. I got a, I got a, a physical handwritten letter and i'm not gonna even better than yeah and i'm like the fact this guy i got a couple like really long comments on my on my youtube channel and stuff and there's some were really heartfelt and stuff and i my best friend was sitting there one day and i opened it up at the computer at the shop and he's like what's the matter i was like i i don't know what to say i mean this guy i i like reached out and touched him you know and and helped him relieve something relive something that he had since he was a kid and he goes just i don't know he goes man just just write him a letter from the heart so i just wrote this like thank you to him i'm like you know i appreciate the fact that you're watching me i i you know so it's 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 fun (laughs) no it it, it's things like that like i said it you know makes it well worth it oh yeah that's so why, you know, we give more free merchandise and and ain't about that. I mean, well, when this is all said and done, we'll probably spend close to an uh, ungodly amount of money on everything. And we're also fortunate enough that we're marketable. That's the thing. You know, we found our niche. We're, we're marketable, like our action figures and stuff we got coming out and uh, the comic books and stuff, which mm-hmm. you can sell at your store if you want. Yeah. Uh, it's all, you know, marketability. And, but it, it's not about that getting to that tier. It's just like, hey, here you go, just you know, some kid walking around. Here's here's this, you know, having a business card. Oh, it has this Wolfman. You appeal to that kid, went home, and like you said, you made that guy relive something inside of him that he hasn't. You know, nostalgia sells big time, whether it's physical media or in, in brain in your brain. 
that stuff goes on forever. And she knows I live in the past all the time. And that's, I jumped ahead earlier, but that's why I was trying to tell her, you know, you're talking about keeping your Saturday morning cartoon thing alive. I told her, he's like, we was watching the latest season of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, man, I want to live in the 80s. I'm like, that's how it, almost that's like how it was. We went outside, we rode a bike. We went to the video store. You know, if you didn't catch something, you had the TV guy come out. If you didn't catch it right then and there, you lost it. Oh, you yeah. lost it ever till YouTube came around. You never saw it again. Well, you had one shot. Well, even even into the 90s and stuff, it's the same way. You were talking yeah. about watching wrestling on Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I was a wrestling nut back in the, in the 90s. Yep. I had two TVs in my first apartment. I had my big TV and I had a 13-inch television on top of the other one. And we watched Raw and, and Nitro. And whichever one yep. had the hotter you know, storyline, we turned it so that was on the bigger TV and the other one. We watched them simultaneously because, you know, yeah, you could record them on, you know, on your VCR and, uh, you know. Monday Night Wars. mm -hmm. And you got, well, you talk about shows. I mean, I remember watching Monster Vision and recording it. Yeah. Even into the, into the, you know, the mid, you know, late 90s. My kids were little uh, because I worked third shift. So I would set my VCR and it just, you know, hit it put the tape in, record Monster Vision, and sometimes you got three episodes, sometimes you only got two, or three movies, sometimes you got two movies, depending on, you know, and I knew it was funny because I would just let the tape run out. So when the tape would start, it would run six hours. So sometimes you knew when it was over because you'd get Ultraman. I had some of those tapes, which sucks, because I think I do, but I don't know if I still have all of them. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to explain that to her, and she's like, you know, it's stuff that's past. So, <laughs> it's like, and that, that, that's, yeah, and that, that's, that, you know, my show, our show, is all 80s based. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing with the VHS tracking and the, you know, the, the gritty look and feel mm-hmm. of the show. That's what I want to appeal to that. And I think that's another reason why our show has been so successful, Nostalgia Sales. And it goes back to the camera. Their local horror host on the you know channel four whatever it was I think it gives that feel. Yeah, the um, the the thing is okay. I got I got to ask you this because you've been watching Stranger Things. Do you are you done? You done with season yeah. four? Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up around that time. That was it's eighty six. So I was in junior high. Um, it's all nightmare now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's funny because I have people like, man, they're like, I remember you in high school, man. You were like that Eddie Munson kid from. Uh, um, I was like, character there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I still, if I dig through my stuff, I bet I still have my jean jacket with all the patches. So that's awesome. <laughs> if not, I got patches and I got a jean jacket, so I can just make another one. Um, yeah. and, and it's 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 hilarious because people like, man, there's like. You that reminds me of you when you we were kids because we played D and D, you know we hung out at the video store, um, you know it was a small group of us friends and we rode our bikes we went to the theater, and 
you know, we did have to deal with monsters, not real ones, you know, just the, 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 yeah. the, 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 actually we had to deal with real monsters, but they were, uh, you know, other stuff going on in, in our, our little group's lives. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, and somebody tried to give me crap about like, oh man, you know, the eighties were horrible. There was, you know, it was, uh, Reaganomics. There was the cold war and stuff like that. I'm like, Dude, I was a kid. I didn't care. I knew G.I. Joe was on, and <laughs> and that's all I cared about. And it's like that's like I told her, it's like so much the the toys, commercialism, pop culture will never ever reach the level that it was, and everything tying in together than it was yeah. in the 80s. Well, it, and it's funny because people will still do that. And they're like, oh, you know, those were just commercials. I'm like, man, I knew they were commercials when I was a kid. I didn't care. I knew He-Man was a 30-minute yeah. commercial to sell the toys. I knew G.I. Joe was a 30-minute commercial yeah. to sell the toys. I didn't care. I still have a massive G.I. Joe collection to this day. I still have, yeah. you know, I still got a pretty good-sized Star Wars collection. You know, you're never, I, I don't care. I didn't care when I was a kid. I don't care now. And... Yep, and the worst part about it is, is that my kids are in their twenties, and now they're nostalgic for the eighties because they lived vicariously through everything that they were raised on with me. And my kids were raised on GI yeah. and He Man and Transformers, and and they watched the Star Wars movies, and they played with my toys and everything else like that. I was I was not one of the parents that yeah I got box figures I get that, but I was also one of the parents that when my kids got old enough and they're like, Hey dad, can we play with your GI Joes? And I'm like, yes, here you guys go. And I handed them the tub. And I, I remember vividly me and my wife left. My oldest son was, was watching the, the two middle boys at the time. His little one wasn't born yet. And uh, we went to the movies and we come back and all the furniture is pushed up against the walls and the entire floor is covered with GI Joe figures. So there's the tanks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, make me so proud, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's what I told her. As like the, the past two years, we it's history repeating itself with the re-release of Ghostbuster figures mm -hmm. and you know, the Ninja Turtle original series that got re-released. I, I, I remember exactly where in 1987 when those came out, the little Playmate original ones. Mm -hmm. The first one I got was Donatello, and I got it from Hills. Ironically, the last figure that I couldn't find because I wanted to find it was Donatello of the same series that got re-released. So I came full circle with that. Oh man, if I'd known that, we our our uh, our Walmart local Walmart this was full of them for a while. They had all four, like all the original figures, like liquidated. Yeah. So. Well, I got a, I got a nice. Yeah, nice I kept. I, but there's some things you want. To buy. Yep, I, I'm. Uh, like I said, I got those Robotech toys, and it's like, you know, man, I never. I the literally the figures I got, I had none of them when I was a kid. So when I opened up this yeah. box, you know, ten year old Paul was like, oh, and I'm like sitting there, and my buddies just staring at me like. Are you an adult? Or I'm like, yep, yep. I'm an adult that has kids, and <laughs> same thing, exact same thing. Well, 
I, I bought my wife uh, one year for just random. I was at a toy show and I always buy her a little something. Usually it's a, she loves Wizard of Oz. So I usually buy her a little Wizard of Oz thing. And I'm, I'm walking along, but my wife also loved Gemini holograms. And I found two of the original 12 inch Gemini hologram figures. So oh, bottom for my wife. So, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's nostalgia is fun. You know, you gotta, as my cat's going eight back air on the stool back there. Hey, I um, see now, like that's going to be shredded. <laughs> oh, that's, that stool is already shredded. Um, I don't, I don't really care. Lucy. Not you, Lucy. Other Lucy. Hey, puppy. Yep, lay down. Um, but yeah, it's, hi. Uh, hold on a second. You want to see everybody? Ah, uh, you're a little fat dog is what you are. Ah. Uh, Oh, is this the corky? Oh, ah. There's oh, my wow. little fat dog. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, cute. No, no. <sighs> You're getting fat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go lay down. Oh, man. So I, I got to ask, um, since we've been talking about all the nostalgia and everything, did you have a favorite 80s toy line? Was it Turtles? It was Turtles and Ghostbusters. And also wrestling, you know, the wrestling figures, the wrestling buddies. I had all that stuff. I still have a lot of it. A lot of my stuff got ruined when I moved here in the basement flooded. But uh, also, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because no one ever thinks of me to collect this, but I, I've been collecting Popeye stuff for 33 years. I have. I probably got probably close oh to two hundred thousand dollars worth of Popeye stuff. <laughs> Man, have, yeah, from nineteen twenty nine original Sawdust doll to Robin Williams memorabilia, autograph posters, misprinted posters, all kinds of stuff, glass cases, shelves, wow. big Popeye. That's but cool. mainly turtles and Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. Well. Did you did you ever dress up like a Ghostbuster for Halloween? Yeah, I had the <laughs> the uh, the proton pack and the ghost trap. Hit it and the glue in the dark had a little ghost in it. I got that from Service Merchandise and Kmart. Got the trap from Service Merchandise and I got the proton pack from Kmart. Yeah, I, I was I was a poor kid and uh, I loved Ghostbusters, so I built a proton pack out awesome. of flashlight parts cardboard an old backpack but dang it it lit up and it looks cool for <laughs> i wish you still had that because that, that'd be like a glass case thing to be able to have that that's awesome i, I don't think it made it through the night though because we went trick-or-treating oh. with it and i think it just slowly started falling apart because you know halloween's are either really moist or <laughs> that's me <laughs> I get it. This is like a second skin. So as soon as I pull this off, I'm just drenched in sweat. Well, yeah. Um, you can imagine. This, that's just full one-piece costume. Or no, the mask, costume. Mask, and then I have a shirt. Then I got the beard, the chest hair, which she loves. Then these are sewn into the flannel, which I slip on to the jacket, which probably weighs 
eight pounds. So it, it's a lot. It is a lot, especially if you got a con for eight. The most I've been in is 12 hours. Not peeing. I mean, it's pure dedication. I had poison ivy in my eyes, too. So that's commitment right there. Jeez. Uh, I, had, I had every intention of wearing my Stormtrooper armor at a con this year. And uh, I got it all out and everything. And I'm like, man, it's hot. I wore this when it was fall. And I was like, and I still sweated yeah. through. Because you got your, your, your clothes plus your, your bodysuit plus all the plastic armor. And it's like, and then you can, only, you can only see like that much. Yeah, that's like, I, I'm like Kurt Angle. When, I'm, when I look, I have to kind of look, turn my whole upper body. I do the Batman because I can't see out of portion of the peripheral. I don't know if you can see it or not. Yeah. But I can only look so far. But the whole mask, you know, everything moves with my features. And I think that, you know, it helps sell a lot of the expressions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gets it over with. Her jacket, even getting her jacket off, it's like peeling an orange. I mean, it, it's just to you. Yeah. So I, I got to ask you, because I've talked with other horror hosts. Um, do you ever regret the costume? No. Mm -hmm. No? Okay. No. I ain't shit without this. <laughs> no, there's no one else that looks like this. There's no one else that looks like this that appeals the way that we do. Like I said, it's we're marketable. We found our niche with it. This is a mask, but no one else could wear this mask and pull this personality off than me. And that's not ego. That's just a fact. You know, it's just like you can't have two Hulk Hogan's. You can't have two Steve Austin's. It's just that's just how it is. Yeah. So class when Toby dies, there will be no more graveyard tales. For one. She doesn't know how to edit. She doesn't know how to run the camera. She doesn't know how to do any of that stuff. So my legacy that I'm working so hard for is going to go right down the toilet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it, it, it'll, it'll go with me. And hopefully I've laid a foundation for many, many years, me and her, that people can have joyous moments in their life. They can go back and watch it. Yeah. See, that, that's another part is you're going to document a huge chunk of your life. Oh, and God. You're going to be able to look back and be like, that was me. That was me in my prime. <laughs> There's, and I, I told her, like I said, I'm a big, I'm a big Elvis fan. I told her, you know, when uh, my, at my funeral, I, I've literally done everything my way. Mm -hmm. I have, I've literally done everything my way. And I want them, I want her to play that song at my funeral. And I'm still going out the way I want to go. To the song and I have the last say on everything my way and if I ever do get inducted to the hall of fame there is a, a, a speech and I'm going to say it but there's a speech that Elvis did there's three lines in it that I'm going to include in my speech and it's a statement for me personally achieving something about my dreams about who I am and reaching my pinnacle of my dreams my way Ooh. that's hey i can't wait till you get in there so we can hear it get that speech out there because like i said and i i've, I've done everything i've ever wanted to do I, i've got martial arts i came fourth in the nation in fighting at tournaments i'm a black belt i became a pro wrestler i'm a war host and a pretty good one and i've literally i've at the love of my life you know i'm 
I've literally done every single thing that I've wanted to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm, I've lived my dream. I have, I really, I really have. And I'm not getting paid for anything and I don't care. That's the thing. I don't care. That's you're doing it for the passion. You gotta love yeah. it. Yeah. That, that, that certificate and that piece of paper. And I'll tell you this, this is something that meant something really special to, to me. And I know she did too, but it's on a different level for me. So my idol, which I met Bob, the original Sammy Terry, mm -hmm. long before Slash was an idea, I met him as Toby twice. And I spoke to him, very generous, sweetheart of a man. Over the years, I got to know Mark, his son, the mm -hmm. Sammy Jr., became pretty good friends with him. This time, we came to the con. We were talking to a mutual friend, and Sammy came up to us. So I told her, I was like, I just, we just got validated because our, but my idol came up to me, seeked me out, us out to talk to us. We didn't go to him. I said, we've made it. Oh, we've yeah. officially made it. When yeah. your idol comes up to you, says, oh, Slash and Foxy and starts having a conversation with you, you've made it. Oh, yeah. That, that's definitely it, man. And, and, yeah. and I am super happy for you, too, man, that you, you're kicking butt. Um, you're doing what you want to do. You're doing what my cat's making all kinds of noise. You're 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 you've got a passion. And I've, I tell this to a lot of horror hosts and and I do mean it to everyone. I appreciate everything you do. The fact that you're doing this, and and in as I've told many people, there's no money in this, so you got to do it for the love of it. Yeah. And you know, you it's just the two of you putting the show together. It's you editing the shows. You know, I, not writing the shows, but you know, plotting the shows. And you're busting your butt. You're doing conventions. You're going here. You're going there. You got you're back in getting into shape with the wrestling, and then you got your family life that you got on top of that. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, and I have nothing but respect for you two. Um, you know, no, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll joking aside with the wrestling, you know, nothing. I, I that's going to be cool. I, I'm glad you're getting that. Um, yeah, it, it's, and I, I, and I appreciate you close that chapter. Yeah, I have got to do it to close it out because it's, it's, it, it's ate me up. And you like, I mean, you've talked before, you know. Mm -hmm to be forced out of something to be able to go out on your own terms and, mm -hmm. you know, and not give anything away. That's something. But that also says something about who you're working with because they're ha obviously have a, a certain amount of respect for you to, to want to work with you, you know, and you're only as good as who you dance with, you know, yeah. essentially in that aspect is pro wrestling. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, it says, and I, we, we both appreciate everything you're saying. And we, we respect what you're doing too, because you're essentially doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, you're putting all this time in. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm doing it for the, the passion and the fun. And it's, it's good seeing people that do things, not to think that they're just gaining something from it. You know, <sighs> I, I've always, I got into this. What you're saying, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, okay. Just I, I had a the, the glitch there for a second. Of course, um, that was my my train of thought too. Um, unfortunately, I hate that. With 
you know, being passionate about something. What the hell is my cat doing? Get off her. Cat likes to eat plastic. I don't know why. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> as, it, as it gets interrupted and whatnot. Um, but no, when you've got the passion like you, you have, the fact that you're, you know, giving back to people, you're giving something, something that you grew up on to another generation, um, you know, because you grew up on Sammy Terry. Well, you know, there's somebody that will come in and go, that'll be like, man, I grew up on, on, on Slash, you know, and I grew up yeah. on, on, you know, the half brain monster. And they'll, 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 they'll go from there and then they'll, their kids and, and yeah, 